chess talk where we play chess and talk that is it i'm eddie cody here <laughs> cody here <We're> online. <laughs> checking in uh we got tyler hey we got Brittany. hi gang gang what? what color are you eddie oh dude i wasn't prepared i'm um <laughs> doing it in my color first yeah aquamarine in honor of uh, aquamarine i get it um wow that's funny because i'm aquamarine <laughs> so it's a slightly darker shade okay i'm going first great but yeah we got some topics this week and i Lots. figured do something different jump right into it because we all saw the movie sorry to bother you Have did you, you see it? it too eddie yeah, yeah. Well, I where were you <laughs> In the past, watching it, yeah, oh, okay. man, what a movie that was! Dude. Yeah, I mean, I pre- it was a movie. I don't think a lot of people have heard about it though, because everyone I go up to, like, say, "Hey, I've seen this movie. Sorry to bother you." Yeah, what? What movie? <laughs> yeah. yeah, so just you're not for, bothering for those me, what who movie? have not heard about it. Uh, an alternative present day version of Oakland telemarketer Cassius Green discovers a magical key to professional success, propelling him into a macabre universe. Um, directed by Boots Riley. All right, that's the film. It's like an, an, an I mean, would you say it's independent? What studio? Uh, Anna, 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 Mar- Anna, Anna Barbara? Anna Marina or Anna, Anna Purina? Something. Anna Purina. Anna something. something like that. Yeah, super low budget. And uh, right now I checked. Uh, do you guys want to guess what it's made so far or no? No. What was the budget first off? I don't know if the budget is released. Um, really? I'm sure it was. I haven't seen it. Pretty. It wasn't a box office mojo. and that's. I think it's definitely not more than $10 million. The budget okay. for that movie, yeah. No, the, the no, no, the what oh, it's made. They made. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm sure it's a modest success. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> the budget is three point two million. Okay, so that's wow, the budget. That's, okay, yeah, I think it, I think it definitely made more than that. I'm yeah. surprised. I thought maybe the budget. That's a little less than I expected for the budget. I thought maybe that's like, way more than I thought it would. I be. I thought maybe like five million. Really? Well, I mean, yeah. like some of those sets, like, man. Were I really, thought it'd be yeah. like a million. Yeah. No. So what do you think it made? I don't know. Not more than ten million. Yeah, Maybe okay. definitely not more than ten million for sure. But throw? definitely over I mean, three million. I saw on the Wikipedia page how much it's made okay. so far because I looked up the budget. I know. So to, I have no idea how to base my guess. It made about ten million oh, okay. so far. Oh, okay. It's made about That's ten million. That's pretty successful. Yeah, um, three times what it. Yeah. yeah, it's got some pretty big names yeah, associated with it. It's oh, got yeah. really big names. Like Keith Stanfield. It's Bell, not like a Atlanta, little film. Bell. It's yeah. just on the more obscure side. You yeah. know, it's not being marketed like a. No, dude, it's got it's got a pretty well yeah known cast. What's his name? Glenn from Walking Dead. He's Steven Yeun, mm-hmm. Tessa Thompson, Tessa Thompson. Danny, Terry, Glover. Danny Glover, Terry Crews, Army Hammer, Terry Crews, David Cross's voice, Patton Oswalt's voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like it's a pretty well-known cast. Yeah, and Boots Riley is also in the band The Coop. Right. And this is, I think, his directorial, Dude. like major and directorial. I also, movie. do you remember um, Social Club Street Sweeper or something like that? It was, a, it was a mm. band that he had with a uh, Tom Morello. Yeah. Um, from yeah. Never yeah. follow them, but yeah, I mean, his name. I, I know it. I mean, my buddy, he listens to a lot of those, that type of music, too. But I think yeah. the whole soundtrack was done by The, uh, the Coop as well. And Tune Yards. Oh, okay. Yeah, The yeah. Coop oh. and Tune Yards. So, I mean, immediately just kind of, like, going off of the fact that, like, a musician, you know, making a film written and directed by Bruce mm-hmm. Riley, um, I kind of, like, I didn't really know what to expect exactly. I knew it wasn't going to be your average, you know, movie-going experience, which exactly is it what happened, you know? Absolutely. Um, but right off the bat, I mean, first impressions, I mean... Does everyone like it? Thumbs up, thumbs down. I just want to say, like, while we're still talking about Boots Riley a little bit, I, it played out like a, it, it played out like a music video in some ways to me. Just like the way that the sets I think, were. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of like the. Just like how kind of everything like uh, like the transitions. Uh, yes. Think color schemes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you kind of like how to put a song to any scene in the film, and it would work out as a music video within itself. Mm-hmm. It just kind of had that 
visually stunning and entertaining kind of uh, look to it. Yeah, very so. very vibrant, you know. Super vibrant, yeah. yeah. Well, you brought up so. the colors. Just I was reading his AMA he did on Reddit mm-hmm. about the movie. Like, someone asked him about his color palette, and I guess, like, he read this book. I don't remember the name or the author, so fuck me, right? <laughs> but I guess Pixar draws heavily from this guy's book about color palettes for their movies that's the same book he used and he attended a bunch of like seminars by this guy Mm -hmm. to like figure out what kind of color palette he wanted and that was one of like the best parts of the movie to me yeah no i mean like everything from like certain sets too just i mean i think one of my favorite scenes or just uh, settings in general is uh, the corporate office that, you know, Cassius Green works at the telemarketing yeah. office. How dull, fluorescent, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. there's no color, no sense of color. Especially but if you've ever been in one dude, of those. Dude, I mean, it yeah. just like, it feels like you're sick, you know, yeah. like, almost like yeah. a hospital visit. Stale. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, but everything down from there, but even just like the hallways in the, in the building too, seeing the golden elevator, like, mm-hmm. uh, it's just... I think just really complimented like either like the statement he was trying to make or the mood he was going for like that's why I thought it was really cool like I I would love to see more movies like this that are Mm -hmm. uh, directed by people that maybe are more familiar with a different medium yeah Um, because I think that that... I think the visuals and the cinematography are probably the best part of the movie absolutely but uh... (laughs) it was like I liked looking at this movie okay okay what uh, other thoughts yeah I mean I figure if we're really going to get into our thoughts, I would want to give, like, spoiler warning. Uh, oh, yes. Overall, I'd probably say I didn't like this movie that much. What would you want people to go see it? Because for me... I, I want people to experience it once. See it once. Yeah. Well, I think it's not for everybody. No. Heavily, not. Dude. Definitely not. You have to have a dark sense of humor. That's what this movie kind of relies on. I like, being, like, willing to accept weird, yeah. obscure, just, like, in-your-face things. If, if people like one of the movies and they like the general movie-going experience, but they want something a little bit different or a lot different, you, this would be the movie to go see. It's, yeah. it's this weird corner of movies that you don't get to see very often, mm-hmm. but it's kind of a treat. However, this isn't something you just want to... It's not, it's not a passive film. It's, it kind of reminded me of... Um, Thoroughbreds, as far as like it being yeah. kind of that out there, like you're either gonna love it or off you're gonna the beaten path. Because yeah. like, yeah, because like my, you know my girlfriend saw Thoroughbreds and you know she was like, oh, I felt like it dragged. I'm like, really? I thought it went by quick. And <laughs> yeah. but we just saw it differently though. You know, she yeah. didn't really like it that much. I really liked it. I felt like this was that kind of movie too. Like you're gonna love it or you're not yeah, gonna see, really agree like, with it. Yeah, like Thoroughbreds you know? is still like my top movie of the year, yeah. and this That's is so like yeah. I don't like this still movie. Still need to see that. Mm-hmm. It's a uh, great movie. Yeah, it's it's. You should see yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so maybe uh, I saw Sorry to Bother You wrong, but... <laughs> no, no, not at all. I mean, not well, my thing. Well, I mean, wanna... we, we did see it wrong. I don't know if you want to get into the movie oh, yeah, theater yeah. experience. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was the most annoying movie theater experience I've ever had. The, the worst audience we've ever seen a movie with. So, wait, like, like was it packed? No. No. <laughs> it was just the few people that were there yeah. didn't stop talking during, like, the preview, there was during people, the movie. There was a couple behind us that yeah. just were talking at, like, a normal volume, and as the trailer started, they kept talking louder to talk over the trailer, and I kept having to look at them and, like, give direct eye contact, like, yo, hey, shut, shut the, the fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. Um, so th- once I l- caught eyes with them enough, they stopped, but then two teenagers showed up and sat right in front of us, and they kept talking throughout the movie, and they would, one of them, like, leave to go to the bathroom and stuff, and when they came back, the other person would sit there and describe everything that had happened while they were mm-hmm. gone. They were laughing like to themselves about things. Like I think they were just teenagers that, like snuck in. That sucks. When and just like made jokes around. to each other and like the whole time. That's the worst thing ever. Like when you go yeah. to a movie, you go to enjoy the film itself. Yeah. It sucks when there's people within yeah. the foreground that just yeah. ruin it for everybody yeah. else. You know? And then immediately next to us was like these older people that just had the probably this, didn't get it. No, this one guy that laughed at everything. Uh, but and like he had, the loudest fucking laugh. This, this super booming laugh. Like you know the first shot of the movie where like. 
he's like in clutching the interview. like his little like plaque and just like sitting there. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he was cracking up at that. Really? Like the yeah. second shot of the movie, he lost his mind and was laughing through that entire like yeah. back and forth. Yeah. Like, I, was, like I didn't, I don't even remember the first scene. I was just like oh, sitting God. there livid. There's yeah. probably another podcast somewhere that has an episode of somebody watching Solo, a Star Wars story. That's like <laughs> this jackass <laughs> wouldn't shut probably. up during the last scene of the movie. But that's fine. Just one scene, but it was just constant throughout. Yeah. The I would like, say until about halfway through the movie, just everything he was laughing at. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's just it, it was, was clear. It when was, it became very clear that like he was the demographic of people that shouldn't like this movie yeah because he was they were like older like white people uh, I was just it like, was, uh that's really when i went it was yeah pretty empty theater too but i would have much preferred it empty yeah, yeah i mean everyone was still well-mannered though but but yeah i mean spoiler warning if you haven't seen it yeah. I, I do recommend going see it but um yeah just be i mean just be warned it's not what you're gonna think it's gonna be if, when you think you know what's going on because it's very yeah. straightforward for oh, most wow. of the movie wow. yeah. the first half you don't know you don't you don't know <laughs> so yeah, I just what you to, think might happen isn't what you think. I just wanted to give our preface because I think that might contribute to why I didn't like it as much, but sure. we'll get into it. Uh, so, spoiler warning, check the link for when to skip ahead if you don't want spoilers. Seriously, don't listen if you don't want <laughs> It's spoilers. more fun to just go in blind. And here we go, spoiler. Yeah. Horse dick. Yeah, yeah. just huge. <laughs> I was Multiple. telling you guys the other night, my brain never even processed like a horse penis. Like I just saw the horse faces. Like, and then oh, later yeah. everyone was talking about horse cock, and I was like, was that a thing that they actually like animated? Either you yes, look at the face, or absolutely. Look at the... Yes, I looked at the faces because I was like, what is that? No, it was. They were yeah, huge horse dicks. Uh, yeah. I I don't even think that was the worst part of the movie. I think the first couple acts of just like him getting the job, finally mm-hmm. getting better. I think that those are very good, and I think they were pretty funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I liked Cassius Green and like his relationship mm-hmm. with uh, I can't remember her name. Detroit. Detroit. That's right. Mm-hmm. That I awesome. thought that they had a very like real relationship, and it was mm-hmm. interesting. Totally. Yeah. Just seeing like their dynamic, and then the party happened, and that was. I think the party scene was fucking insane and super. That was that, like an hour and a half into the movie almost. Yeah. The movie was only an hour and a half long. What are you talking about? It was like an hour. Oh, yeah, like an hour, yeah. <laughs> well, still, I think the the horse scene, I was like, okay, this is where this movie is going. And then it just didn't end. Like, it didn't I wish end. it went from like him being at the mansion to like the next morning when he's like calling a bunch of like news agencies or whatever and everyone like he sounds crazy and then immediately going to him joining the protest but i feel like there was a lot of stuff in between that happened there was just a lot and i feel like they didn't know where they wanted to go with the story after this point and it just kind of seemed like they were just doing a bunch of random scenes that were unnecessary Mm -hmm. and it just kind of killed the pacing for me after Mm -hmm. the party scene that's probably my biggest gripe with the movie and why i don't like it that much i think just the pacing was off (laughs) <laughs> towards the like i think the pacing at the beginning was good and i think the beginning was pretty engaging for me and then like the humor is very apparent and then it just kind of like drifted so, into yeah i mean i can i can kind of see where you're coming from too from the very beginning this movie just immediately grabbed me and put me in the world that they're in because it's such a relatable world especially uh cassius is like you know the train of thought you know he has that little moment of existential crisis in the beginning in bed with uh, De- uh detroit right yeah. yeah yeah and uh yeah i mean you know it's just like oh man like you know this guy, he's just kind of at a low in his life right now, and he's just trying to find himself, figure out who he is, get a job, get stable again. And, yeah, so, I mean, immediately I was just hooked because, yeah, I want this guy to succeed. I want yeah. him to, you know, figure out who he is. And, uh, yeah, the whole sequence when he gets the job, and it's just like you think it's going to be a certain type of movie. And there's this very interesting 
you know, social commentary on just the fact that, you know, like racism in the workplace and all that. And like, if you're white, you will succeed. Um, I mean, it just literally puts it out there on the table for you. Like, yeah, use your white voice and you'll succeed. And yeah, he does, you know, mm-hmm. he's very good at it too. And even uh, Detroit, she uses her white voice during the art presentation. So that was really weird. And I, I wish they would have kind of shown more light towards you that. Explained it. There was a point where I was like, is she using a different voice? Yeah, like, I thought yeah. she was just using a British accent. Yeah. But it was until, like, I looked was, at the credits. Uh, that, was a, that was a different yeah. actor. Yeah. Thing, yeah. But it was, it was interesting. I mean, you may want to look at the credits for sure, it, but. It just kind of, like, mm-hmm. also pokes fun at, like, how do I word this? Just the hypocrisy of people that will, like, preach to you about, like, you shouldn't do that. You're betraying your... Right, your message, and, she like, always... and then she'll also do the same yeah. thing for yeah. her cause. It's, like, yeah, yeah thought, it, it makes you yeah. question a lot of things too, especially when they're you know, hey, we gotta do the strike yeah. and all that. We're gonna go against the corporation and all that, and then you're like, well, but I have a great opportunity here. What mm-hmm. path do I go down? You know, so it, it did that a lot. It made me question, like, man, what would I do in the situation? Which I thought is great. Yeah, that's oh. that's what yeah. it should be doing. It's raising questions and all. Would that. you be a scab? Dude, I don't know, man. Like, it's it's hard. It's hard as I mean. If you really need the money, like if you really need the money, I get like, it. Like else? I got, I related to Cassius. Yeah, like yeah, and it's like, but it sucks too when the corporation sees so much potential in you. Like, hey, you know, yeah. you're gonna get more money, you're gonna get better, you know, benefits mm-hmm. stuff like that. You're gonna be taken care of. And I like that the first thing he did when he got more money was immediately pay Terry, his uncle, yeah. Yeah. and yeah. then he started buying his own yeah. shit. Yeah, yeah, which is great. And yeah. I think it made it more harder correct. for Cassius because the fact that the corporation, like they were saying, like, hey, we're gonna give you this money, you're gonna get a promotion, it's gonna be great. And yeah. then they followed up on it. It wasn't just like these hollow things. Yeah. That would have yeah. easily yeah. made Cassius go, okay, there, yeah, you guys are right. It's sort of a man versus self, man versus society, like you know, sort of tales. So it like. It rose. It made these questions rise up like very well in me, at least. Like, what would I do in this situation? Yeah. Um, it's because it's hard too. It's hard to go against your friends when right. you know you're being rewarded for something that you're good at. You know, right. I mean, and it kind of makes you think too. Well, your friends should want you to succeed too. But I get that. Yeah, they're being mistreated and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I, that right there was and the, really great, and, and that's the like the first two acts of the movie, and that's yeah. why I think like those are the best parts of the movie because it's like these real like relatable things. Well, yeah, and then and once then you it, start getting into the corporation, which is what Cassius was exploring, he's exploring more you know paths inside, you know this evil factory, and it it just gets weird. I mean, it gets crazy. Like once you open up that curtain, yeah, mm-hmm. there's some crazy stuff going on behind it to get this thing going, and yeah. I don't know, yeah, I could see why, but I, I, from, there was a point in the film where I just knew not to kind of, like, not to, like, kind of, like, let certain things, you know, get to me within this film, because, like, the whole, when I watched the trailer for this film, I'm not gonna lie, I was like, I don't really want to see this movie, because <laughs> the whole idea of it, you know, use your white voice, and then, like, it was a little, like, dubbing of some white guy's voice on, you know, this gentleman, mm-hmm. and, like, I was just like, oh, that's super absurd. Yeah. But, I mean, once you kind of accept that fact, then I kind of think everything kind of starts coming easily. But I agree, when the horse thing showed up, I was so, like, dazed and confused. I was like, what the yeah. hell is going on? Like, is this real? Like, is there something in that coke? Like, I thought, I honestly thought he was hallucinating. Yeah, yeah. that's what I thought, too. Thought, I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, it's pretty intense, but, yeah, and then it just starts unfolding that, yeah, hey, we're transforming people into, you know, workhorses and all that. Yeah. And, uh... Like, Questro Sapiens? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. That was pretty funny. Um, but, yeah, and then it just kind of... It escalates very quickly from that point. Like it yeah. just it shoots up so so quickly. I just think there's I, I I don't know. I think that like if you if you try to take the horse thing too literally, I think it's really gonna kind of well. Obviously, that would never happen in, in real yeah, life. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The horses I mean, was just like 
the metaphor, just like this is this world's version. Well, I mean, of, like, yeah. it's like it's like any corporation too. It's like we're gonna do this crazy thing to make production go easier, and we're gonna make more money, and we're and this, spending less. And everyone's like, we can't do that. That's obviously like that's that's wrong. And this is just basically that. It's just painted in a different way. Yeah, it's yeah. just such a satire because like mm-hmm. everyone obviously is like, this is terrible. You can't do this. But then they announce it, and the stockholders love it, and the mm-hmm. company is making billions, yeah. and it's the best idea ever. So yeah. it's just very over the top. It's close to home, right, Tyler? Well, it reminds me of Mike Judge's uh, idiocracy, too. Yep. Just that world. You, I mean, this is that same world for the most part. Like, everyone's idiots. You know, like, yeah. mm-hmm. they're, they're spoon-fed everything. That, what was that? Uh, that uh, It was, like, that corporate thing that everyone was, like, gravitating towards. Like, oh, this worry is worry free. Worry free. Yeah. yeah, like, that's another evil corporation yeah. that's behind all this mess and all that. And, you know, everyone loves that idea. Like, oh, my gosh, like, let's live worry-free and all that. When really, yeah. clearly, it's the worst thing for you. Yeah. But, I mean, Slavery. Even, even yeah. in the beginning of the movie, the uh, the ca- uh, cash is green was like, uh, yeah, oh, maybe we should check this out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just I, because yeah. it's so much, it's just stress. Like, worry-free. Like, he yeah. doesn't have to worry about money. Yeah, because they paint it as, like, not an easy way out, but, like, yeah. it appeals to people that don't know what they want to do. And right. they're like, yeah. I can it's, have this life. And it's, then, yeah. 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 You look at things like like uh, like Disneyland, for example. It's like, oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. It's a magical kingdom and all that. Yeah. And then when you're actually there, it's like, oh man, like it's it's, it's so awesome. Yeah. yeah, like wow. I mean, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I mean, I think it's so. I thought the whole worry-free thing. I, I don't know. I think there were so many things about the movie that were really interesting commentary on like like class and mm-hmm. classism and uh, and definitely like you know kind of worry-free going along with like the the telemarketing thing you know because i mean even that's like a real thing that you know it's like a oh dude it's, it's yeah. the world it's just it's like i said pain in a different way man this yeah is... i don't know i think i really want to see it again okay yeah. i really i know you guys don't want to i just see it ever think again. That I didn't, no I, mean, I didn't mind it i actually enjoyed it I, but i yeah. will say it was like i walked out yeah. and i was just speechless oh that. yeah I, I, I i'm still like reeling from that yeah. uh, i just think movie. the charm of the movie is not knowing what's going to happen and i think mm-hmm. seeing it a second time you're not gonna enjoy it as much because nothing's gonna come as a surprise and i don't think the movie stands well enough on its own to warrant for me like i don't think i would enjoy a second viewing of it so i'm not going to like i don't feel like i missed anything or like there's some deeper meaning like i got what the movie is about and i don't think a second viewing is gonna change that for me right right it's just i mean like you said from the very beginning tyler it's like this is almost like a, just one gigantic music video in a way. Yeah. I mean, you look at music videos, I mean, they're three minutes and they got to tell a story really quickly. And yeah, yeah, they'll use absurd imagery, gestures and all that just to kind of get the point across. This film definitely does that within the span of an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's so much content. And yeah, yeah I mean, it's kind you of can like, kind of get yeah. it all in the first viewing and kind of walk away and just think about it and be like, yeah, that's blah, blah, blah. But I mean, I'm sure if you go watch it a second time, it'll probably be little, little nuggets yeah, tiny stuff. here and there. Like but, the first line with the interview where the manager is like you know this is a call center we're not mapping the human genome yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. when oh my god they actually were doing that at this company so there's i'm sure some, there's there's some like tiny little yeah. like yeah. hints. it's a smart script yeah yeah it's yeah. not a dumb movie no no yeah. i just don't just me personally i just don't think it was executed well enough mm. yeah i liked it i mean i enjoyed yeah. it i i think overall i mean just from down from the characters names to yeah, like little things that you wouldn't notice in sentences. Cash like, is green. Yeah, yeah exactly. when they said that, I was like, oh my god, I get it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's when I knew too right there. I was like, okay, this is that kind of movie, whatever, you know. So, yeah. like, the whole horses and all that. This is going to sound a little, like, weird and questionable, but, like, it reminded me of the tone of, like, Across the Universe, where, like, everything's a little weird and, like, yeah, little, the names are yeah. all funky and the colors well, yeah, all. I mean, like, that's... I just feel like it's, like, one, they're both 
to I don't like think acid trips. I don't think mm. that's too far fetched because yeah. that movie maybe not. To they the have the same, same style to me. Yeah, it was like very. I mean, of like absurdity and. Yeah, and I, th- I think both of them are using kind of like very extravagant, absurd, and surreal imagery to convey a lot of different points. And that's what I really liked about Sorry to Bother You. I think that there's so much to unpack in that movie. I think that, that you know, um, that's that's really why I want to see it again. Full disclosure, mm-hmm. I did fall asleep during this movie. <laughs> Twice. That's not What time really... did you guys see that? Well, I saw it at five. It doesn't really have anything <laughs> yeah. to do with the movie itself, more as I hadn't slept in like a couple days when I went to go see it. Very honest. So, <laughs> um, I, think so I really need to go see it again uh, for that reason. And I really liked what I saw, what I was awake for. Um, <laughs> I really I really enjoyed it. And I thought that there was it just kind of gave you a lot to think about. And I, you even it, it, to me, it felt a little bit messy at times. Mm-hmm. I think that um, while I, I do appreciate like how kind of, it just kind of morphed like into this like body horror movie by the end of the by the third dude, act. I'm not gonna lie, dude. I was like, like yeah. disturbed a little dude, bit. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it was really crazy, man. Yeah, it was definitely like effective in conveying like that shock of you know kind of borrowing mm-hmm. from that genre. And um, okay. yeah, it just gave you, it just gave you a lot to think about. And I think that you know for as shocking as that turnaround was, I think it would be interesting, in my opinion, to go back and check it out and see how did it lead up to that. And where does that... Because to me, that was just such a shocking like scene. And it's like, oh my god, that's all I can think about mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, it's like burning how, my brain. how do I really... And I think that was the point. And that's why I really want to go back and see like yeah. where it ties in everything and what exactly it... I mean, because like, I, I get like on a you know service level what it stands for, you know, like yeah. the... the the like the kind of like the notion of like you know working the working class not unlike you know these like horse people or whatever yeah they're just um, work horses but i think i think i think everything into this movie ties into one theme or another right which is why i think it's a really interesting movie and i i'd love to see more movies getting made mm-hmm. like you need to see thoroughbreds i really Every, want to see thoroughbreds everything yeah. you're saying about it is exactly how i feel about thoroughbreds and i think yeah. thoroughbreds just executes on a much better i feel like to me, sorry. Mm. The writer of Thoroughbreds was a playwright. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everything is very well crafted and well thought out. Not saying that this movie wasn't right. like yeah. everything was. It's written just a different well. type of artist. It's a different, different type of, of writing yeah. that yeah. is just so like masterful to me. Like, to... I think you particularly will love Thoroughbreds. Yeah, yeah. I really. Everything like has a purpose in that movie, yeah. and it's so beautiful to me. And I think this movie was similar. I think that like what might seem like excess at some point seems like excess for a reason this movie is like a buffet almost if you will there's like you yeah. just, there's so much it's, it's a nice even spread of ideas yeah. commentary to me like i felt it was a little heavy-handed yeah i i agree with that like it was so over the top like, that i was like you I'm need fine to get with, this like, the message is so on like mm-hmm. on point it's so right but it's just like they kept like forcing it down your it was, throat to me it wasn't even the message just a lot of the just, jokes and a lot of the imagery was so like every time i cut to detroit's earrings like did you really need a shot specifically pointed on the earrings for several seconds every, every single time. time right 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 i, I mean, get that was a recurring joke and it was like oh haha funny i mean but the, like stuff like that intrigued me though because like every time she showed up I'm like what is she wearing now like you know yeah it, it kind of reminds me almost i mean honestly i mean this is his uh, directorial debut too so it, it makes me curious to see what his other work mm-hmm. you know if he does oh i'd love to, to see another movie from because uh yeah i mean there's just like so, just like I said, so much to look at so much to pick at i mean because you know edgar wright does very similar things too yeah. like little nuances that you won't maybe pick up at first and every time mm-hmm. you know the reoccurring jokes and all that that's the thing that i 
want is mm-hmm. like everything felt heavy handed and very yeah. like they treated me like I was too dumb to like just notice those things so they wanted you to they like focused your attention on it mm-hmm. whereas I like when these things kind of just like are Pass there by. and like they want you to just notice them and they aren't like focus on this for yeah. a minute and then we'll move on does right, that make right. sense yeah. it didn't feel that spoon fed to me but I get what you're saying yeah um, yep. I didn't really I didn't really get that uh, mm-hmm. perception from it but um, like, but the, like the, all of like, like the, the message yeah. like I can get the metaphor yeah. without them explaining it so many yeah. times I mean most people walked away from this movie too just like what the was that about, yeah. dude? Yeah. But I mean, for me, it's just like, oh man, that was cool. Like it was, a, it was like it just felt like a long ass music video. Yeah, yeah. it was a, yeah. it's such a unique experience. That's why I'm like, even if I don't think most people like this, it's just such a different type of movie that I feel like you should. Go oh, you see should it. watch it. Yeah. Oh, dude, yeah, you have to. I mean, I think it's just yeah. necessary for moviegoers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, this is this is something different, especially if fresh you have, as hell. And I, I, uh, yeah, it's just done in a, yeah. such a way. I'm not like a film expert, but like the technical aspects of it were really impressive yeah. for being his first movie i love my think my favorite like thing about the film as far as you know like uh look and like i haven't seen it done really that often is uh when cassius first starts the phone calls and, and then like, the he desk gets, shakes yeah, and he drops into he their house that's my favorite into part the phone calls like that was so awesome. cool like mm-hmm. that like it, it has a very i think it hits some points as far as storytelling visually mm-hmm. and yeah it definitely missed some points for sure too it's definitely not a perfect movie it's just such a different type of movie experience that I think it's necessary for a lot of people to see just to kind of get that you know and just just to digest that different type yeah do you got any final thoughts Tyler T-Nasty see it again and make sure you're awake for it yeah I'm definitely seeing this one again I'm just gonna leave it at that I don't want to get too uh, (laughs) I don't want to I don't want to go on a tangent we all did it's okay I just I don't know I really I really would like to see it again so I could articulate how I feel about it a lot Mm -hmm. better I don't I kind of I still am kind of like connecting a lot of dots okay because I, I really i think it's a i think it's there's uh, a lot to digest i think it's gonna end up being a really important movie so i think um i yeah i really i really want to go check it out again out of uh 10 well uh real quick carlos because he also saw it with you tyler oh, yeah. he wasn't able to make it to this episode yeah. but he said like i asked him just like what are your thoughts and first thing he said to me is as pretentious as it sounds a solid work of art uh, he said, one can still observe the point choice to make without the last part of the film losing meaning. I don't really know what he meant by that, but that's what he said. I think, okay, anyway. He said, like, the lighting and the colors, like, the cinematography are the best parts to him, which yes. is, we can all agree. Um, he gave it a 9 out of 10. Okay. okay. So that's Carlos's hot take on the movie. Out of, um, out of 10 what, though? Uh, out of... Uh, 10 horse You know bucks. what. Yeah. No, that's too obvious. That's <laughs> way too obvious. Out of 10, um, t- like, movie screen lengths of coke. Oh yeah, that happened quite a bit. Ten Mr. Bobos. Yeah, ten Mr. Bobos. Ten Mr. Bobo plates. I love Army Hammer. Yeah, he was so good in this movie. He's He's, great in everything. Him and Tessa Thompson, I think, were the best parts of the movie. Mm -hmm. Dude, I was so blown away that David Cross and Patton Oswalt were white people voices. Like, that was so funny. Sorry to bring this up again. I I know we're trying to rate it, but like in his AMA, he talked about Lakeith Stanfield's acting, and he said that his favorite part of it is that he doesn't like try to express these emotions. He just is very like empathetic and just acts like it's not like he doesn't put effort into it that's but really like cool. he also does and it's like cool yeah. to watch him act apparently yeah that's like that was yeah. cassius right really, yeah okay yeah, that's really interesting like he's a very like just genuine i think that's why it's uh he's so likable is just because yeah he just comes off as genuine as heck i mean mm-hmm. I, I it makes me want to watch atlanta more just i was just about to say Brittany, yeah. i just started watching it and yeah. he is such a funny character and yeah. he's, he's so, so out there yeah and, it just... and he comes like He's such a good like character actor, I guess. Yeah. In he that doesn't. Sense. To me, he doesn't seem like a character. It's like this is a person I would yeah. know in real life. Like yeah. he's just, it's just so. He's very believable. genuine every yeah. time he I speaks. Like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So you would, you would like Atlanta. 
Okay, so now out of 10, 10, Mr. Bobo plates? 10 Mr. Bobos. Carlos, give it a 9. Okay. I'm probably going to give it... Hmm. Let me see. I liked it, um, but I would probably give it like maybe uh, like a 7. Okay. Yeah, like a light 7. Okay. Just based on... Because when we like redid our movie skill like ratings and stuff, I said uh, 5 is a movie that I would want to see again. Because of that, I'm going to give it a 4.5. Mm-hmm. Like, it was good. It had good parts of it, but just based on the bad parts, I wouldn't want to see it again. So, mm-hmm. 4 out of 5. 4.5 out of 10. <laughs> That's right. 4.5 out of 5, you said it. You <laughs> Damn. Oh, no. <laughs> Who first? Well, do you have a rating ready, or do you really want to see it again? Before you read it? I'm going to see it again. Yeah, okay, I read it. Okay. Do you have, like, a it's, um, right now tentative score? Tentatively, it's a, uh, tentatively, it's an 8. But um, it's probably gonna stay there. But okay, <laughs> that's find yeah. out next week. <laughs> yeah. Um, for me, when we did our rating systems, fives were like the it was good, but I don't need to watch it again. But it's so weird that it's like a five and a half going into Tyler's weird six. <laughs> yeah. I I don't think it's good, but it is type weird. If this movie, yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, it's weird. Like it's a five and a half. Yeah, ish. That's, that's honest. Yeah, ish. That's like cool. technically okay. it's beautiful and it's very funny yeah yeah that's good the humor was always on point mm-hmm. yeah that's the movie sorry Again. to bother you with all this hey, <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah, you've yeah, been yeah, waiting yeah. <laughs> um so spoiler talk is over uh i figure we can talk about what we've been up to eddie you've been gone for a little bit <laughs> yeah a couple I episodes how many episodes i've missed um, uh i think it's only been like two or three like it hasn't been that long surprisingly yeah. no no just it's a quick reappearance doing yeah. my thing yeah Enjoying my time off. Um, getting a new job. Going to start next Friday. Doing it's based around photography. Nice. So, Can you talk about it? I mean, I'll tell you guys after more in detail. But yeah, uh, it's just based okay. around photography. Working at a photography studio. Um, so nice. Cool. But yeah. Anyways, other than that, like I just been like I said, enjoying my time off. Um, Chilling. Yeah, pretty much, man. Sorry, That's cool. Really, oh, yeah. I'm gonna start working on more music again. I'm really excited Dope. because yeah. I got a lot of stuff that needs to be heard. And um, just double album. Like, double album. I wish, dude. <laughs> Twenty five track. I'm gonna do a, a, a score. Sub zero. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna do sub zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but um, yeah, and I'm gonna work on a small project. Uh, just something I can afford. That's something that won't take up too much of my time, but just stuff that will kind of. Yeah, like I said, I would just feel very bad if I didn't get some of this ideas printed and yeah, you know, I get that pushed around for people to hear. Cause yeah, are you still working on the short film release? Yeah, it's coming soon. Yeah, we are waiting. I know. Sorry. Every no time pressure. I see you, I'm gonna ask you about it. Just I know, so you know. No, that's fine. I, I want to see. We're big fans, so thanks. Don't thanks. deprive us for too long. It's no sorry to yeah. bother you, but it, it'll do. You know. Don't arcade fire us and disappear for like four years I and then put out uh, something like mediocre. I hear you have a hot redhead in a movie. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. Beard too. Have oh. you been? Have you been, Tyler? Uh, yeah. Tired. Tired. Tired, yeah. Tyler. Yeah. Will you describe your new shirt to our listeners? Yes, please. I'm wearing a shirt that you, Brittany, actually sent me on uh, Twitter. It's a. Um, it's in the format of the three wolf, wolf moon T-shirt, except for it's uh, all the wolves are replaced with uh, John Ralphio from Parks and Rec. <laughs> And like, Isn't the top after bench one Schwartz? is him like, yeah, it's Ben Schwartz. Okay, um, it's him like howling at the moon in like three different poses. It's 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 fantastic. It's the most Tyler shirt in the it's, world, really basically. He's like a personal hero of mine. I'll mm-hmm. find it on so, uh, Twitter or whatever and link it I so you guys can. Wouldn't be surprised if it's. Yeah, I'm sure it's gonna be easy Tyler to find. Well, I could at least find a picture of it. Yeah. If not, yeah. I'll snap a pic of you. Ooh. 
<laughs> it's my favorite shirt to ever exist. Be careful, Sorry. that might go viral. <laughs> what have you guys been up to? Uh, well, sorry, Tyler. I don't know if you weren't finished or not. He's not. I just that shirt. Oh yeah, I haven't done too much. I was out last night, so. Nice, nice, so. nice, oh, nice, man. nice. Yeah. Uh, we haven't been up to much. Just watching TV. Uh, I was just gonna rant about D and D and see your guys' opinions, dude. Because this is Tyler's first like big expedition into D and D. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm running. It's fun. I started a homebrew at first, so we did four sessions of that, and then now I'm running we the failed the mission. Horde of the Dragon Queen. Um, and they just got done with the first chapter, and they failed kind of at the end. Yeah. And Tyler's not happy. I'm really still. Dayton upset just about rolled it. terribly. Yeah, Dayton is so bad at rolling dice. He was doing so great. Like he rolled like three nat. (laughs) So Dayton rolled like three nat twenties throughout the session until this final fight that was just a one on one thing. He was doing so good. And then it was like one, two, two, three. Like those were all of his rolls. Like the shittiest. And it wasn't even a hard fight apparently. Uh, Yeah, I mean it was difficult. It's just it was compounded on the fact that he kept rolling poorly. Like if he had got one or two more hits into that fight, yeah. he would have probably won. So it I think, so I think I had more HP than the, uh, no, the no, you, you definitely didn't. I thought I did. I no, thought no. werewolf me did. No, <laughs> oh, okay. he had almost um, 60 health, but he crit, he critically failed on himself and did a lot of damage to himself. So that really messed him up. It just Dayton mm-hmm. could not, I think he got one hit in. Yeah. yeah. Dayton was super... And then, and then we tried to rescue the people at the end. And, oh uh, my god you and, shot wilfred don't make it like it's my fault i just I, know. I just you guys said yeah you should go for it so, and then i did and then i accidentally shot this guy we were trying to rescue <laughs> because i rolled like a one no you rolled a you were one off from the cultist so you got close to hitting the guy that was helping him i was like, so close faces were next to each other like you shot wilfred yeah, and I'm really upset about it. Dayton like said something about it at work, and I legitimately oh. got mad at him. <laughs> I had to go in the back. I was really upset about it. It was sad. So, are you liking D and D as your first kind of like? I guess I'm really. When we don't lose every time. It's not yeah. my fault you guys lose. I guess I like it. I guess I'm just really bad at it. Are you getting but invested at least? Fun. Dude, I was so mad at work the next day. Storytelling at his I was, I, I didn't, we didn't, we, we accidentally killed the people trying to rescue. But you had good nachos. Ooh. Those nachos were really good. Is that it? Thanks. We can move on into trailers. San Diego Comic Con is happening. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm really into camping now, Dude, guys. We're moving into trailers. <laughs> San Diego Comic Con trailers. Trailer uh, park. Trailers, to be specific. Yeah, let's talk about the San Diego, San Diego trailer, trailer park. park. Jesus Christ. <laughs> There's too many to keep up with. Obviously, there's just so many. Right here. There's so many announcements. Eddie's keeping up with it. Man, he's. Do you want to go alphabetical order? <laughs> no, God, no. Do <laughs> you know what's first? Uh, well, Aquaman is actually one that we. Aquaman. We all Aquaman. saw. Dude. Uh, Starring Jason Momoa. If this trailer had come out before Shazam, I would have been like, DC is just a fucking. It's done. Like, there's nothing they can do. There's nothing because Titans came out before this, and then. Well, I mean, aside from all that, just let's focus on Aquaman. Like, yeah, yeah. It's fresh off the Justice League, you know, boat and literally, and we're following the. Is it really? A, is it just a like a? 
side quest movie? It's like, an origin story. Is it an origin story? It's, it's an, an origin, origin story. story. Oh, I'm, oh, yeah, I guess it's I already wasn't was, going to see this movie. Yeah. It's an origin story based on a character <laughs> we've already seen. Yeah, I am uh, not going to see this movie. Well, I mean, but then again, I mean, that, this isn't the first time that's been done, you know, in Marvel. Black Panther was first, you know, seen in Civil War. This is so much like Black Panther, though. It, I mean, this is kind of DC's, like, eh, Black Panther, if you will. Yeah. I mean, I can kind of see the... It's, it's trying to be. It's the isolated civilization that's actually super futuristic and this has this king that doesn't want to be king well that's the only difference is that he doesn't want to be king but now it's a battle for a throne between two heirs it's like is how... that literally the plot yeah i mean i didn't trip. know that was yeah. the yeah, yeah that's the plot it's well, there's a lot of water in it yeah oh. it's super wet <laughs> this is a really watered down plot there are no trees so, yeah this just looks like a terrible movie i mean the trailer's not good no, no, i mean the trailer's not good um I'd laugh. jason momoa is pretty but there they are were some like good, there are some good standalone dc films it, like wonder woman we first saw her in you know bbs and then we got her film and that was the better of you know dc at the time you know i know that's supposed to be the best dc movie but i got bored of it no, and i couldn't DC, finish it you know the best dc movie is the dark knight trilogy but that's different yeah, yeah. i mean that's, it's dc though yeah but it's different than it's not the dc's I mean, it's not the cinematic current, universe yeah the dcu it's yeah. the best DC movie, sure, but it's not the best DC cinematic universe. Side t- tangent: How are they not re-releasing The Dark Knight in the theaters this year? Is uh, DC just really that? Like- they're no, they're doing like I think they're doing like three showings. I think there's like a showing oh. in LA, a showing in New York, and a showing in some I think Ontario. DC should release the movie wide release back in the theaters, mm-hmm. just the movie, not they like a so special edition. They, they, they make, make all the money that they yeah. lost from all these other films. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> they should really do it. It's they just have too much pride to do it. Just, I mean, yeah. it's just they would rather sell like special edition Blu-rays because those are going to make more money for them. So yeah, so. I mean, I think they are just trying to focus more on these standalone films to kind of because I think they kind of see the error in their ways, you know. Just jumping right into a you know full force you know packed superhero film, but like rushing into it, there I think because you know Marvel did it the opposite the the better way they yeah. introduce you to the characters first and then they slowly bring in you know the universe as it clashes right. together. These guys I mean they kind of just wanted to hop on that train as quick as possible. Yeah. And, yeah, but I now think, it, now it's like the case of you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. Like you already had the super collab movie and now you're gonna. Well, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying this is good. I'm not that. saying this is a good idea either. Yeah. I'm just saying like you know they've already kind of missed that mark. I mean, Aquaman, it, to me, it just does not look appealing. I was kind of, I raised my eyebrows at the fact that, you know, when I first heard the announcement, oh, Jason Momoa will be playing Aquaman, I'm like, oh, wow, he's going to, you know, they're actually going to make him super badass, and, you know, because he's been a, a laughed-at character for years in the comic book world, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, just the guy who talks to fish, you know, how cool can that get? And I think I think I see where they were trying to go with it. It just, I didn't even bother watching the Just League film, just because... I, I did, it's... Yeah, yeah. I was just yeah. so, it was, I was so... It's actually not Over. as bad as I expected. It's not as bad as I expected, but it's still not good. I know, I'm just, I've just, lost interest. You it's know? perfectly mediocre. Yeah, yeah, that's the best and way to put it. And this also feels about that mediocre. Yeah, I've, yeah it's like it's not going to be like a one out of ten. It's not going to be a two out of ten, but it's not going to be good. It's not going to be something that people are talking about ten years from now. Yeah, I mean, I hope they proved me wrong. I mean, I hope the trailer was just badly cut. <laughs> I will only see this movie if there's a guaranteed scene of. Batman using the underwater scuba thing that he used in Suicide Squad. But Batman's not going to be in it. Well, that's what they say. We don't know that. Yeah, pretty sure. If it's Ben Affleck just hanging around Atlantis in his Batman scuba gear, not not really explained, he's just kind of swimming around. I would love to see that. 
in this movie. Otherwise, I, I have no interest. Actually. Yeah, right? Don't it you? would be funny, but it's never going to happen. I should. Oh, it's not supposed to be, be funny. funny. It's be supposed serious. to be, yeah, it's supposed to be very <laughs> dark and serious, you know, very gritty. Well, anyways. Um, That's all they can do. <laughs> I'm kind of done talking about this, though, just because like, yeah. we're just going to say the same thing over and over. Yeah. It's just, it looks meh. We can move on alphabetically and talk about Better Call Saul, or I could talk about that. <laughs> yeah, Cody, go for it. A, it's, I think this is going to stay one of the best shows of the year. I think that Vince Gilligan is so good and so dedicated to this universe. He's got a great mustache. Yeah, he does. Uh, really and they're just mustache. introducing more and more of from the Better Call <laughs> Breaking Bad universe. Like uh, in this trailer, the cousins, the Mexican cousins that shot yeah. Hank show oh, up yeah, yeah. finally. Oh, and they're yeah. they're going to be in this season. Uh, Gus oh, Fring really? oh, is going to be heavily involved in this season. And you see oh, Mike and Lydia, like how their business relationship grows. Like it's coming together and it's so well crafted that it's just so exciting. So how... Sorry, go ahead. How close is it to the start of Breaking yeah. Bad now? It, they're still pretty ambiguous about that. Okay. Well, I was going to say, I, I kind of like that um, it's getting better, and I'm glad that they're trying to introduce more characters I mean, from the Breaking Bad universe. I don't I don't think it's getting better. I think it's always been good. Well, and it's just like, there's so much happening, it's just like, well, it's Well, I mean, at it's, it's better peak. as in, like, you know, it's bringing the world together. Because I feel like Vince Gilligan and, you know, the team of writers, Breaking Bad was such a great show, uh, very well written, very well directed, everything, like, from top to bottom, you know, from season one to season six, or... Yeah, six, right? Five and a half. Yeah, five B. I feel like he has so much more to say, and I feel like Better Call Saul is that playground. Like, okay, cool, I can finally get all these characters introduced, and it's just, it's just much more savory for those viewers, those faithful viewers of Breaking Bad going into Better Call Saul. Yeah, it's just a well-made TV show that Mm -hmm. so far they haven't done anything wrong, and I think each season has gotten better. Everyone loves a good crossover, you know. Yeah. Hell yeah. I haven't watched it, but I'm glad that he didn't start Break or Better Call Saul, Breaking Saul. (laughs) <laughs> breaking jimmy better call bad yeah um glad he didn't start better call saul out as being too fan servicey and that now that he's like yeah got a good like solid footing he's like a okay now i can start bringing in and, like i've yeah. got a good story i can start bringing in these other characters that people already love yeah that are like, just that aren't going to be the focus yeah i think for the most part season one it's all just like new characters like yeah. there's little like cameos but i don't think they get real like yeah they don't get real big parts of the story until at least season two season three yeah. right because these spin-off type shows are very easily like they easily fall into the trap of just bringing back the recognizable characters but not substantiating it yeah. with no they, good content he's making it make sense and like their stories have a purpose so that's cool yeah i will it's watch it i promise probably gonna be my show of the year again Next trailer, I don't know. Uh, well, I mean, I don't know, but did you want to touch over the Doctor Who? Oh yeah, season yeah. eleven. Yeah, eleven seasons. Yeah, yeah. I saw really? the. Oh my god. I saw the trailer with Brittany, but I've never watched Doctor Who, so meh. Oh, with the I'll let you the female over. Doctor. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So I stopped watching oh. Doctor Who a long time ago, Same. cause it fucking sucked so bad. Who's the writer again? Stephen Moffat, uh, and he is leaving. He is leaving the show. Barely. Already. What? No, I'm just what? kidding. Wait, wait. What how, do you mean how, barely? Well, how long has he been tied to that show for now? Since season for five. For a long yeah, yeah. yeah, with Matt Smith, right? Yeah. Yeah. When David Tennant left, Matt Smith took over. Russell T. Davies stepped down as yeah, showrunner. Right. And then great, Stephen great, Moffat great took over. Stephen Moffat... He was also doing Sherlock, too. Yes. He is doing Sherlock. Yeah. yeah. Stephen Moffat wrote some really great like one-off stories in Doctor Who before he became showrunner that were very like dark and angsty and gritty what and like a little episodes? scary like blink oh that was such a great episode dude. blink is probably the most recognizable the angel one. statue one yeah the girl in the fireplace with stephen moffat mm, okay. yeah, the yeah. silence in the library i believe is stephen moffat as that well 
like they're all very oh, yeah, like dark stories which are really intense. like cool when it's painted when they're like dropped into this very whimsical mm-hmm. fun goofy family friendly show but when he's the showrunner everything is very angsty and like dark and like he tries to do the like charming and like eccentricness of, but it comes off fairly forced and like yeah. not genuine which is why I eventually stopped watching. Yeah. I realized like too late that it wasn't Matt Smith's fault that he just didn't have good writing behind his acting. Right. Anyway, so oh, Stephen Moffat's leaving, and I'm really happy because I might start <laughs> watching again because the new showrunner is Chris Chibnall, who wrote Broadchurch. Oh no uh, way! Yes, Broadchurch is really good. Yes. The only thing I'm hesitant about is like Broadchurch is also really like kind of dark and gritty and like. Yeah. But he also knows how to like do the humor well in this like dark what else has he worked on yeah uh he he really... was the showrunner of torchwood he Broadchurch the doctor is... who spinoff i feel like he just is like <laughs> let me see i gotta make a show title mm, two <laughs> words <laughs> torchwood it's an anagram of know, doctor who I know, I know. okay anyway because it's a spinoff of doctor who which yeah. was a really like beloved show by doctor who fans which is weird for spinoffs because spinoffs usually suck yeah. Anyway, so not, I'm excited. Not in the Great Britain. That's like the context of this new season. Also, there's a female doctor who is mm-hmm. Jodie Whittaker, who is the lead in Broadchurch. Well, one of the leads. One of the leads yeah. of Broadchurch. And I don't know, it was like a 50 second trailer, but there seemed to be this like joy in it that's been missing for a long time. <laughs> oh, and <yeah>. like, <laughs> she, like, as the doctor, like, captured some of like the whimsy of David Tennant while also being mm-hmm. like her own character. So I kind of want to see. Like, oh, how she, too. yeah, how she does, because, like, there's, like, this one line, I don't know if anyone else watched it. I did not. You watched it with me, didn't you? Oh, yeah, the trailer, yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it's, like, kind of, like, showing, like, the three different companions that she's gonna have, and she was just, like, being a little serious, and then she's like, I was just wondering, will you guys be my new best friends? And it was, like, kind of cute and, <laughs> no. like, charming, and, like, I could yeah. picture David Tennant and the doctor saying that. Well, it's good, because, like, I mean, overall, the only thing that keeps all these different, you know, actors together is that thread of the doctor, it, yeah. and the one character. Still. And, like, just... I feel like they just went on some weird, like, yeah. black it, it hole of, of, like, well, angst. And... great. He's just so dark and, like, serious. Yeah, depressing, like, the depressing. And, like, like well, he's a great actor. I just don't oh, think. Oh, yeah, so good. I don't, curses like I don't a know. sailor. Oh, yeah, he's great, but... I don't know. Stephen Moffat took it on this weird rabbit hole of yeah. just. So you're excited. I'm ex- Why can't I go on tangents? That's cool. I You've like gone it. on a Stephen Moffat tangent before. Have I? Yeah, it was like a 20 minute tangent before. I'm yeah. sorry, it's well, relevant like any, again. Anytime you bring up his name, you kind of have to. <laughs> he just it shouldn't be the showrunner. Yeah. And he's not that, anymore. I'm just excited. So, I might start watching it again. Bottom line, promising season upcoming. This 50-second trailer gave me more hope than any trailer in the past yeah. ever did. You're going in hopeful. Yes. Good. Good. I mean, that's what it's about. Mm-hmm. I hope it's good. And I hope it isn't too pandering. Yeah. But anyway. I hope it's just like a legitimately good show that the fans have wanted for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Find out next week. Just kidding. I mean, find out <laughs> next Eventually. year, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. I don't remember when it's airing. <laughs> next up on the list, uh, we have Glass, the new M. Night Shyamalan film. Which surprised everybody. The Shyamalan Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it's finally coming. Out of nowhere. Yeah. It's tied into Lady in the Water and Science. Dude, I would love to see Avatar. him try to connect all of his movies, because he probably would. Dude, he probably already has. He's like a Stephen yeah. King of the Cinematic Universe, as far as <laughs> making these weird stories that some people kind of like, but not really. But how is he going to tie in The Happening? <laughs> it already happened. His <laughs> audience kills That's themselves. The it's the last film. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the audience the kills themselves, because they can't take it. Exactly. <laughs> 
Yeah, um, I mean, I've never seen Unbreakable, nor have I seen Split. You haven't Same. seen Unbreakable before either? I I, seen, no, I haven't yeah. seen any of this. I mean, I've, I've seen Me a handful either. of M. Night Shyamalan movies, and I like some of his work. I think he's great, but... I've only seen Signs, Signs is so Lady good, in the Water, eh. and, like, The scenes. Visit. Oh, I saw The Village. Oh, The Village. No, the village, village is a fucking stupid movie. Yeah, The Village... I, well, it's funny, because I saw Signs as a kid, and I was like, damn, that was good. good. Yeah. And then I saw the village and I was like, damn, that wasn't good. Yeah. <laughs> and then wow. Lady in the Water came out and I was like, kind of like already tired by then. Yeah. And then um, I just stopped. And then I saw this movie Devil about the people in the yeah. elevator. The was that a terrible movie? It looked it's pretty terrible. Okay. okay. Like, it's, it's a cool little whodunit movie. Um, mm-hmm. but that's it. Okay. And then uh, The Visit uh, with the weird, you know, handheld camera. But it was good though. I thought it was, I thought that was a fun watch. I heard that The Visit was like, it was better. A, a better movie, yeah. and people were like giving hope back to Which one is that? Sh- it's the one where the grandchildren go stay at their grandparents' uh, house. Oh, you know. But they, they film it, though. Like, they make uh, vlogs yeah. and all that about it, and, like, just shit happens. I remember like, when that trailer came out, yeah. and it was like the mom dropped the kids off at the grandparents' exactly. house. I thought it was going to be, like, this sex comedy about, <laughs> like, the grandparents who just, like, really weird oh because they're like make sure you don't come out of your room at like 11 p.m yeah like like they're throwing like these like weird like orgies or some shit you know (laughs) i'm not gonna lie that would be a more interesting film for sure but no it's definitely not that it's just like it's like don't leave your room after 11 what happens after 11 grandma this is a weird condition that the grandma specifically has that like is really terrifying she's like a demon yeah something like that but anyways i'll just leave it at that it was good it was worth watching um super quick too but yeah, anyways, this is a new film, Glass, is a direct, uh, well, not really, like, what, it, it's a trilogy. It, yeah, it's, because it is revealed that Unbreakable, Split, and Glass are now a trilogy. Yeah, because when Unbreakable came out, M. Night Shyamalan was very adamant about wanting to make a trilogy sure. for yeah. Unbreakable, and it just, I think he was waiting for the right time and the right story to make, and so he made Split. And it wasn't until the very last scene in the movie Split where it's like, why wasn't the right time like immediately? Dude, Unbreakable he made so many weird movies between like then and I... and Unbreakable. <laughs> Unbreakable came out in two thousand too, yeah. and like I'm sorry, two thousand, comma, yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just because he was probably waiting to like come up with a good story because maybe he tried right after yeah. Unbreakable, but then he like presented the story to the studio and they're like, "You're not writing that." Like that yeah. sounds terrible. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's maybe all I, I can think of. Maybe I should have said that more often. Yeah. I'm gonna make a bunch of other movies and save all my money. Yeah. And I'm gonna make Split with James McAvoy. That sounds like... <laughs> that sounds terrible. Now go make The Last Airbender. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like where was the studio there? I just think that. This movie wouldn't have done as well. Split, I'm talking about, wouldn't have done as well without James McAvoy because he is such a good actor. He's and a great actor. This definitely proved it too. He he does it so well, and I think if he tried to do it with any other actor, I can't think of someone Isn't else. Isn't it based? Uh, is it directly based off someone in the world that had like a probably I don't know like specifically like 22, 23 personalities? I haven't looked into the making of this movie i just I swear saw I read it that, somewhere, but I'm I don't know. that wouldn't surprise me i don't know if it's because i took a psych 101 class but i was always <laughs> told in that class like anything you see on tv about split personalities and amnesia is usually wrong and i mean not it, based yeah, on facts. It's, yeah i'm sure it's very it's a movie yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's very m. Night Shyamalan, by the movie way eyes. yeah maybe um, m night Shyamalan, Shyamalan has 22 different personalities uh, the plot well, twist is that it's very well researched <laughs> <laughs> No, I need to know. So, anyways, what do you think about Glass? Just watching the trailer. I mean, from it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna keep title. great cast. It's gonna, yeah, it's great cast, and I think the quality is gonna stay the same as Split. 
So I'm excited to see. I it. think it's exciting when uh, a sequel comes out way like way too like late, you know, and like because <laughs> they brought back Bruce Willis and Sam Jackson. Yeah, the I, fact that M Night made all those terrible movies and he still got them to come back for this is like he okay. must be like they must really, believe in this yeah. story. He, he must be like a him. really cool guy. Yeah. Yeah. He probably <laughs> told him back then too. He's like, hey man, I have an idea for a trilogy, but I'll call you in 18 years. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Here's a phone. Wait for a ring. Maybe he like moved them like both into their houses or something. It's like, all right, well, you owe me a favor in (laughs) twenty years. Sam Jackson, you can sit the whole movie. No worries. Yeah. (laughs) You're all only voiceover. It looks cool. I'll tell you right off my reaction from watching this trailer. It makes me want to go back and watch Unbreakable. Oh, absolutely. I really want to see those movies now. It's exciting, and I love the cast members. I think that's really my drive for it. Unbreakable is great. I like yeah. I like the scene that like from the trailer that they're sitting like in that line like yeah. on just like lined up. It really does kind of like give you the feeling that it is like a crossover. This is M. Night Shyamalan's Civil And it War. is mm-hmm. worlds colliding. Yeah. So I think that's really cool. This is where it's like going to collide. Yeah, I want to <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. I mean definitely I agree with everything you said. Yeah. So I'm excited. Uh that's about it. It's coming out in January, so at least it's not a super long wait. Did anyone watch Godzilla, King of the Monsters? I did. No. No? I mean, you're not missing much. Um, it just stars Eleven. from. Spain. Yeah, it stars Eleven. Eleven. She plays Godzilla? Yeah. <laughs> it's whoa. fucking crazy. <laughs> what do you mean, whoa? Yeah, the government goes to Hawkins and, uh, yeah, it takes Eleven and they fight Godzilla. Okay. 2014 film, Godzilla. Uh, what do you guys think of it? Anyway? I haven't seen that. Really? I not watch it. It. It's I, worth I watching wanna, it once. Yeah, I want to watch Brian it. Brian Cranston is great, but he's not in it enough. Yeah. I, will I remember that. that being the huge outcry. Like, he was all over the marketing. Basically, he, yeah. everything in the preview, that was basically what he did in the film. Yeah. Was it? <laughs> but, I mean, it has good moments, but I think it's an easy-to-look-over film. Um, it was heavy action, lots of cool stuff, very loud. I think it's one of those movies that you want to see in theaters. Obviously, you can't do that now because it's four years too late. But this new one. it has some memorable moments. And this trailer... Just looking at it, I mean, it's cool. Um, I kind of get the same vibe from it. I'm just kind of like, I'm kind of burnt out on like these, I don't know, like, I don't know how to say it. Like Pacific Rim style movies. Yeah, yeah, like huge monsters taking over the city kind of thing and destroying half the city. Um, However, this is a direct sequel to it and it's also called Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think it's going to be a fun movie and it's not going to be like, there's 10 out of 10 movie, but it's going to be fun. I think the visuals are going to be really cool. I think it's going to be worth watching in theaters again. I feel the same way. Um, and it's gonna include an epic battle between Godzilla and the other kaiju like Mothra. Okay. Which means yeah. I probably won't watch it. <laughs> I'm gonna cover my eyes a lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I don't like meds. Okay. <laughs> Next up. We got uh, Shazam. The direct sequel to Kazam. <laughs> Hopefully. It was a funny trailer. You know the Mandela effect thing about there was a movie called Shazam starring Sinbad? Yeah. It yeah. existed. Didn't. So stupid. It kind of did, yeah. It existed. Yeah. No. Would, this is no, what it is, though. No, it 100% yeah. not exists. never existed. Sinbad. Anyways. Uh, Shazam. <laughs> I didn't even realize that they were making this movie. Oh, you didn't? Well, I might have heard it and just kind of like easily... You probably it. thought they were just talking about the Sinbad movie. Exactly. Or yeah. the Shaq movie, which I loved. Because I am. Cry. Yeah, dude. I am because I am. No, I've been seeing production stills and I, stuff all I over Reddit. I definitely have not been keeping up with it. Yeah. Like I said, maybe I heard the um, announcement and I was like, eh. Because yeah. I don't know a lot about Shazam, which is great because this movie makes me want to learn more about Shazam. Right. The whole um, time I was just like, man, what song's playing during the trailer? I wish I... Could you wish you knew. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Shazam Lamar. <laughs> but yeah, that's what I was saying before the Aquaman. It's like... This movie is surprising. Like, I wouldn't expect a movie like this to come out from DC. Just based on the trailer, it looks like a really good movie. It has a great tone. It looks like DC's answer to Deadpool. I, uh, I, doing... I wouldn't say that. I would. 
It's because it, it's not like an R-rated, like in-your-face meta comedy. I don't think DC has earned an R-rated superhero movie yet. Yeah, and I don't think this is gonna be that. I think this is just a very like. This is gonna be their first good superhero movie. Well, aside from One Roman, apparently. Dark Knight trilogy. Um, <laughs> That's a completely different universe. Anyways, to me. no, it, nah, dude, it's dark. It's Chris Nolan's universe. Yeah, it's Chris Nolan's universe, and Shazam it stays good, where though. it is. Well, I will say Shazam. I mean, looks cool, looks fun. It made um, me laugh. Yeah, dude, it has some genuinely funny moments. Comes out 2019. It has the kid from It, the hypochondriac kid. That's who it is. Mm-hmm. Okay, that that's sense. that's the friend with like the Walker thing. The weird. Yeah. I don't know what that's called. The right. one. Is it weird? It's, it's normal, dude. <laughs> weird. It's he's super weird. He's really weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, gross. Shut up. <laughs> Zachary Levi is a great actor, and I'm excited to see him. And yeah. He's been gone for a while. I and I think it, I think it plays well with him that it's not a straight comedy or a straight action movie. Like it seems like it's going to be a good mesh of both, and that's mm-hmm. kind of where he shines. So, mm-hmm. yeah, surprising. Uh, looks great. I'm excited for it. I want to see this movie. Definitely one of my mm-hmm. anticipated films for uh, 2019. That's for sure. Hell yeah. Finally. Uh, they're gonna do the Clone Wars. They're gonna finish it. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's cool. <sighs> I heard that it was only gonna be able to stream through like a, a Disney. Disney yeah, they're streaming. So exactly. like, so... I saw this meme of like, you know, in Tom and Jerry when Tom like shoved a gun through like the mouse <laughs> hole and then it came yeah, back up yeah. to his face. Yeah. It was like Star Wars fans, Disney recreating the Clone Wars, pirating the Clone Wars. Yeah, yeah dude, for real. You're that's gonna get ma- Yeah, when I when I saw they were doing this, I was like, this is just well, stupid. Aren't they just doing like, one more season? Yeah, because well, so. it, it got canceled back in like 2013. Yeah, yeah. And with five finished. seasons. Yeah, but I mean, it's still they didn't get to finish the story, and this is yeah. basically them finishing it. Yeah, which I can respect, but I never watched that particular animated series. I watched it's the original good. 2D animated series yes. of Clone Wars. That one was awesome. The one this that one, like, the Dexter's Lab guy did? Yeah, Dude, yeah. that was really bad. That, one, yeah. that, was that cool. one's good. This Clone Wars is actually really good, too. Okay, yeah. I've so, heard good things about it. Yeah. I've never really heard anyone be like, don't watch it. Like, it's it's worth seeing, and the fact that they're getting just one final season, I think it's going to be good. I kind of feel the same way about Glass about this one. It makes me want to go back and watch this, you know, even the old 2D one, because that's just oh, nostalgia. That one is really super good. good yeah, yeah. yeah. But, it was a great cartoon. Um, aside from that, next up on the list is uh, Titans. Back to hating DC. <laughs> this is DC's answer to, uh, <laughs> to like a, like a, Defenders. Like a Dawson's Creek type. <laughs> the Riverdale. I, I'm so... I, yeah, <laughs> Riverdale. I hear Riverdale's good. Yeah, that's a joke. I, I'm just kidding. Honestly, no, this show looks terrible. Is it a show? Is it a it's movie? It's a show. I thought it's it was a, a movie It's a first. show. Dude, yeah. it comes off like a film so yeah, much. I it's thought a it was show. a movie. There's more. No, it, it looks like it it's has. A show. I thought maybe it was a movie, but it definitely looks like um, it has the production value of well, like a show. So a shitty says, show. It's yeah. part of the upcoming streaming service that DC is putting yep. out called DC Universe. And yeah, this is the original live action show based on Teen Titans. and uh, Not that, based on Teen Titans. Well, it's based on Titans because that is an actual well, comic book series. Right, right, right. But I mean, I mean, it's the same lineup though. Yeah. yeah. Well, except for Cyborg. There's no Cyborg in this show because he's in the movies yeah exactly but you got starfire beast boy what i don't get is that this is their launch show for their own streaming platform like this this would be the first show on that streaming platform right is that what it's saying yeah uh yeah yeah why wouldn't you want a good show why would you be like you can only watch it on this and you have to pay for it it's like but i don't mean i don't want to watch it it is an exclusive yeah for this dc universe that's coming out later this year um, I don't think it's going to be the debut show for the streaming service because okay. because I know from what I heard you're going to have access to everything DC back from Tim Burton well, DC movies okay. to like that's now. pretty cool so like it's every if you're a huge but DC I fanatic all those. this is your streaming service but at the same time I don't 
freaking see the need I'm not for that, an extra streaming no, service. No, absolutely that, not. Yeah. yeah well, like, I, well, and I, I could see why they would be making this show, though, given that Teen Titans has had such a huge cult following for like, I watched the show as a kid when yeah, it first yeah, yeah. premiered on Cartoon I mean, Network yeah, but it shit. has like a built in yeah. following like it's yeah. like guaranteed that people are at least gonna watch it I just think that it's really like them misjudging what makes they're so out of touch yeah and we don't need yeah. a gritty reboot of this no. show and it's they, not even it's, it, we like it because it's fun it's I, fun it's yeah. childlike sorry yeah. go ahead Cody it's just it's frustrating because there already is another show Teen Titans Go is another show yeah, in the same style a movie's coming out for it too yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's and just that like, looks more appealing than this the movie yeah. looks really fun it looks yeah. so funny yeah. yeah and then this comes out and it's like this well, the graphics are terrible the sound designs like the I effects mean, are terrible the dialogue is terrible the it acting has a, looks terrible yeah, how does okay, Nightwing feel about Batman. Batman how does how do you feel about Batman I mean, honestly dude like alright so <laughs> Fuck that, man. No, um, it, I mean, like Brittany said, it, it just shows how out of touch they are with the fan base. It really, it really does. It just they're out of touch with the fan base and their own source material. They keep reaching into the same bag of tricks, and they're like, "Well, what if we give it to you this way, or what if we give it to you this way?" It's like that. that's not what we need. They're not Here's, listening. Look how fresh Shazam looks. How exciting it is because I think it's just a breath of fresh air from everything they've been trying to do mm-hmm. for the past like six years. You know, it's out just, of all these projects, Shazam definitely looks like the best oh, one. Oh, definitely, yeah. dude. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down for sure. I mean, that just shows you right there yeah there are certain people in the D- in the dcu working to produce all these products that don't know I, they're just yeah. people are just tired of Very watching greedy. depressed superheroes you know um, no. i did i didn't say i did get the chills when i saw the uh was it the grand the grayson flying circus i was like yo and then oh you got the dick grayson you know origin story but then i was just like when he when he, when he said he was like fuck that man I was like, what? Like, yeah, I and saw. And then after that, it just kind of started going so downhill. Stupid. I saw people talking in the Reddit discussion today because there's been multiple Robins, multiple Nightwings. So many. And that's fine though. So people are so saying bad. like, oh, this is cool to see Dick Grayson, but like mm. his attitude and what he's saying, that isn't Dick Grayson. That's uh, this uh, Jason something. Jason, Jason Todd. Todd. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah. that's way more of a Jason Todd thing to do, yeah. not a Dick Grayson. Like yeah, Dick Grayson would Dick be Grayson honest. Came in, yeah, Dick Grayson was like super loyal to Batman. Yeah. Super and he loyal. didn't kill people, right? You know it would be a really freaking good DC film if they actually made a movie about like, you know, the death of Jason Todd. You Absolutely. Know? That yeah. would be so that would be so That's cool. what I thought Batman versus Superman was going to be when yeah, they were when, saw the when they Jason yeah, 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 in the in the trailer I was like this could be a really interesting I uh, think I think audiences would love that. Honestly, I mean that would be the dark gritty movie we would want, you know. But so well, they're not going to do it. Yeah. Well, and I it feel makes like sense. it's already in the universe, and they just haven't gotten around to they're, talking they're about it. They're skimming over some really important stuff. Dude. Yeah, like an entire story. Yeah. Oh yeah. Because like I, I think the fact that like they have like his suit in Batman mm-hmm. v Superman. It's, it's like oh, it happened. It's already <laughs> happened, but they're not gonna go over it for whatever reason, yeah. or they're waiting to for a certain movie, or well, I don't know. I don't know. But anyways, Titans, I think it's it a looks, shame. I think I'd rather watch Aquaman. I'll only watch Titans. If there's a scene <laughs> in Atlantis, I, I would have watched Titans if it was a movie mm-hmm. because it's like whatever. Like I'll see if this is any. I'm not gonna waste my whole season on. Yeah, but this. ten hours plus for mm-hmm. a show I know is gonna be bad. Like it's just not worth it. I'll definitely be reading about it as it comes out. Um, but yeah, I'm not too. No, thank you. Next, please. So is that it for the trailers, though? Uh, pretty much all the base ones. I mean, there's other stuff. Walking yeah, so Dead, I mean, but yeah. Walking Dead looks terrible. <laughs> yeah, but none of us watch it, so it's not. Uh, we can't terrible. Really. Yeah. Nobody watches it anymore. No. no, not here. Definitely not here. I don't think I've watched it since season five, and it's on season not, nine. Yeah, you're not missing. No anything. one. I heard what's his name isn't on the show anymore though. The Love Actually guy. 
Andrew Lincoln is going to leave the show, from what I hear. (laughs) I heard that Andrew Lincoln and Lauren Cohan are both going to leave the show. I thought her character was, like, dead already. Did they kill off Carl? They killed off Carl. But I heard heard a lot of it was, like, it was just so shoehorned in because, like, some contract, something like that. Like, the father of the actor who plays Carl wanted, like, more um, money, like, for him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. They, like, he's like, hey, like, he's gonna, he'll do another season if you up his pay. Mm -hmm. And then the showrunner's like, no, we're good, dude. So we'll just kill him off. Dude, that kid's gotta be, like, 20 years old by now, right? Yeah, he's, like, an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Like, he should have a livable wage. I told you I saw him at Magic Mountain, right? Yeah. What? You did? Yeah, yeah. He was just there with his friends. Like, oh, like, oh that's Carl. I know. Back, like, what was he doing? Was he enjoying how... the day? Oh, cool. Enjoying his day. Enjoying his day. Going on roller coasters. Jesus. I mean. Trying not to get his eye taken out. Yeah. We got to, we had to watch this kid grow up basically on our TVs. Like, you he actually to. became a good actor. No, he's great. Yeah. When he's he was cool. like a little kid, he, he was, was just, fucking. He was a child actor. I mean, There are yeah. some good child actors, yeah, though. Dude. So that's Macaulay not saying Culkin. much. Chandler Riggs is I think Macaulay Culkin was a good. Freaking, what was that movie with John Candy? Uncle uh, Buck. Uncle Buck, Buck is yeah. like that was a great film with Macaulay Culkin in it. He's yeah, so it's one of my favorite fucking yeah, movies. Dude. But anyways, that's it. So good mix, some bad, some good trailers. Like standard Comic Con. Excited for movies that I didn't expect to be excited for. Yeah. Did you want to get into the Handmaid Hill spoiler? Oh yeah, just a short little touch on it. I don't know if you want to step out. Okay, guys. Oh, I'm just gonna cover my ears. No, I no, don't. Hasn't. I would. Oh. I would like to Have though. You watched it? No. So I'm gonna cover my ears. I'm gonna cover my ears and make noises. No, you You guys keep going. I'll just keep making noises so I don't hear you guys. Either leave the room or like put on headphones or something. You've been warned, so you get spoiled. Okay. So this goes for you two listeners. This is Handmaid season one and two spoilers. Again, link in the description. Skip ahead if you don't want to hear spoilers. Uh, Pretty much at first, I watched it. Season one's better, I think. Right off the top, season two is good. Mm -hmm. Wasn't bad. I'd probably give season one a nine out of ten. So you're just gonna go into rating it? Uh, yeah, and then. Okay, then we're not gonna talk about. No, that. like season <laughs> okay. one, I'd give it like a nine out of ten. I think the characters are interesting. I think a lot of it is um easy to follow, and like you get where they're going, the decisions they make, it makes sense. I think the world building is awesome in the first season. The technical aspects, like the cinematography, the set design. It's a beautiful show. Yeah, it's very well crafted. Is it a period could... piece or? No. No. It's set. In the not-so-distant future? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, but it's based on, like, if Puritans ruled and it's if they like had their way. If fundamentalist Christian factions, like, got power. Because the world's birth rate has dropped, like, to basically zero. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. women are infertile. That's what they say. And so these handmaids are women that have committed some sort of crime, but yeah. they've recently had a kid. So like Mad Max, but with Puritans? Yes. Okay. And, like, they recently had a kid, so they're given to high-ranking officials and forced to, like, bear children for yeah. them. Yeah. So, it's a very dark and gloomy show. Brutal. It's violent. Yeah. It's depressing. Yeah, I think the best parts of season one is just the fact that it's so new. It hurts my ears. I'm not going to Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to talk about some of, like, in this new world, it's called Gilead. It's illegal to be gay. You're called a gender traitor. Sure, it's not 2018. No, it's like 2019. Like oh, it's the God. not so distant That's future. Crazy. Oh, that's so and, yeah, it's really fucking sad. Anyway, um, there's this episode in the first season where Alexis Spadell's character. She's a Rory from Gilmore Girls. Yeah, she's actually amazing in this show. Okay. Like yeah. she can act. There's this episode in the first season where she's a handmaid, but of course, she's. And this is her tale. 
No, um, it's about um, uh, Elizabeth. Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm. She's the main character. Yeah. I don't know if that yeah. rings a bell. Yeah. 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 Okay. So Alexa Patel's character is a handmaid, but before she was a handmaid, everything was normal. She had a wife. She had a son. Like she had a happy life. Um, in this new world, she's a handmaid, and she fell in love with what is called a Martha. It's just a barren woman that serves these high-ranking officials. She's Essentially, like a maid. Just, uh, yeah, a maid and nanny for the maid, house. Nanny, cook, whatever. Yeah. So she fell in love with a Martha, and they both got caught. They were put on trial, but the trial was just Alexa Fidel in like a prison uniform with a muzzle on, mm-hmm. and then the judge read Bible verses saying you violated these scriptures you're guilty that's it that's how it goes but because she is fertile she doesn't get sentenced to death she just gets she's valuable yeah yeah but the martha gets sentenced to death and then it cuts to her and the martha in the back of this van it's just silent because they both have muzzles on and there's so much like emotion in their faces and they're just like holding hands because they know what's about to happen um the van stops doors open they pull the Martha out. Mm-hmm. There's a noose just in the middle of no, like like a like an alley. Yeah. They string her up. They drive away. That's it. Like, Dang. and then a couple scenes later, it cuts to Lex Pudel's character waking up in a hospital, and they like genitally mutilated her. Oh my god, dude! So that her rough. only purpose can be to pro- provide children. Oh my gosh. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Like, that was, like, the I think that was, like, the third or third fourth episode. episode. Third episode of the whole mm. series. Yeah. And that, like, I spent, like, an hour crying. <laughs> I felt Dude. so, yeah. Yeah. I didn't want to dive too heavy into scene just because they're... I just wanted to talk yeah, about that how, because yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's, that's kind yeah. of, like, still the opening of this yeah. series. It's just showing you how Dude. deep they get. Like, they take their religion very seriously. Wow. So, like, yeah, season one, nine out of ten, it gives you uh, a lot of... It introduces the character well and like their motivations, and then brings you to season two and a good pace. But that's when I think the negatives start to show for me with season two, mm-hmm. like the fact that it is so brutal mm-hmm. constantly. Yeah, it, it kind of desensitizes you to it, it. It desensitizes you to it, and so I I am never hopeful. Anytime a good thing happens, I'm like, well, it doesn't matter. It's just not going to work out. Yeah. Like yeah. anytime someone gets like hurt or they get like a like an injury or like uh, one of the characters loses a finger or one of them loses an eye, it's just like, okay, yeah, that's. That, that's right. what you get so that i wish they had more hopeful stuff like i know they kind of did with uh offred leaving like escaping but she's just not smart no. and she gets herself caught mm-hmm. so it's like okay i can't even be excited because you're kind of dumb and you yeah. did a dumb right. thing right. i think i mean i get that i get that criticism but like yeah. i'm not like disagreeing with you but like the devil's advocate is like this is a new situation for her she's never been in like a like a dictatorship like this or yeah. religious oligarchy where like she doesn't know how to get out and like she's making decisions that seem logical but really aren't but then at the very end of the season <laughs> yeah she has the she is a hundred percent going to escape and she chooses not to yeah and it's just like oh, okay, i get what you're gonna do you're gonna fight the system from the inside but it's just it's so dumb and it's like yeah. you're kind of choosing to die whereas i think like the opposite is alexis Bodell's character it's like she goes through so much stuff she makes dumb decisions but ultimately she's just trying to survive Mm -hmm. and at the end when she can get out and fucking leave she does i think she is a much she's a more real person in Mm -hmm. this universe than i think well yeah i think i get it i like the season i like season two the most because it does more world building for me just real quick eddie one chess wow first time in like a year dude hell yeah welcome back 
I think it does more world building. Like, my favorite episode of season two is when, like, Commander Waterford and his wife go to Canada, where everything's normal in Canada still. Like, it's mm-hmm. what we see on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And, like, women in Gilead aren't allowed to read or write or do any they don't allowed to have job or own property right. so like when they get there like the commander immediately goes into all these meetings to discuss like trading yeah. and, and trying to like build a relationship with Canada. they give his wife her itinerary for the day and it's all just like pictographs because she's not allowed to read and they're trying to Shit. respect that yeah. but throughout the day they're making these like passive aggressive comments like because it's all women like leading around they're right. like oh i just work so much like i don't have time for knitting or sewing or whatever or, like having does. a child like i probably could but like i just don't have time i'm just working way too much yeah, yeah. and it's so like satisfying that like there's these like high-ranking women in this terrible society that are starting to see like oh we fucked up by letting this happen yeah, yeah. so because serena's like kind of like her she was like a conservative like tommy laren type figure before it all happened yeah and then like now she can't do what she did before she can't be like as vocal she can't read Mm. she can't write she can't Mm -hmm. she can't do what she did for a living yeah and she's throughout this season she's slowly realizing like okay i i'm wrong like that's how the season ends for her is like i i am wrong this society isn't what i wanted it to be i don't want this life for my daughter yeah so season two, like it's just ca- dumb character choices, especially mm-hmm. with Alfred, like yeah. having to watch her be dumb and just the tone just doesn't change. So it gets kind of just whatever. Her name uh, is June. It has cool moments like the bomb scene is really cool. Oh, so the, satisfying. And it, I don't like a lot of the director choices. Like it's a very slow movie, slow show and not just like the general pacing. It's just a lot of the scenes go on for way too long for no reason. Mm-hmm. Like there's a scene where, again, spoilers, where June is giving birth and it's just, it's just her screaming for like two minutes straight. I mean, that's realistic. It's yeah. realistic, but I think that lasted a lot shorter than most births do. But. Yeah, yeah. Someone like I know the ones were like a nineteen-hour birth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, that was a pretty quick birth. It was yeah. quick, but for a TV show, I don't want to sit there listening. It's probably to just, someone... I mean, if anything, but I don't know because that, that particular example is just you know, hey, this is like, I this give feels them, like forever. Yeah. Again, I give them credit for being realistic and like it shows like okay, we're trying to be real, but mm-hmm. just for like me enjoying it like i can't watch that scene like it's just it's grating on my ears well yeah i mean i don't think anyone in the, in the room yeah. during a live it's birth is graphic like, yeah. yeah it's, it's super graphic, graphic. They're probably wishing depiction. like i wish i wasn't here right now but like i gotta yeah. be here <laughs> yeah so i didn't enjoy the scene i just was yeah. like oh that's nice that they actually like tried Showed to it. be realistic because yeah. like she was like but well, fucking I mean, naked it, yeah. giving birth yeah and just a house by herself mm-hmm. oh uh, dude yeah yeah so I like season two a little bit less. It's not like, oh my God, the show's terrible now. No. But I, if they don't wrap it up within a season or two, then this show is just... I really uh. hope that it's like a four season max show. Because yeah, yeah. like, there's a story and I hope they just give it that. Yeah, yeah. just stick to it. I don't want them to like, oh, let's expand this universe. Like, no, no just yeah. tell this story and end it. Exactly. Because <laughs> yeah. it's a All good... good stories have an end. It's a great story. Yeah. Yep. So I... It's give... relevant to our political landscape. <laughs> I'd probably give season two like a seven and a half, eight out of ten. Yeah. That's where I'd give it. I'd probably say the same. Yeah. So bring Tyler back in. Well, do you think you would ever watch the show? To be honest, not right now. Okay. Uh, especially slow paced, you know, shows. Yeah. Like, I. It's really slow. Dude, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. I just maybe I have a short attention span, or I'm just lazy. But like, yeah, it takes a lot for me to want to watch a show and actually stick with it. Yeah. And like, if it's slow paced, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, ugh, like I need, I need it to reward me soon. Like, I'm not saying it's not slow paced. No, I'm just no, saying no, like yeah. I get so emotionally invested in the characters that's that good. I forget how slow that's it is. Good. Yeah, it like the a... episodes are over so fast. Cause I'm like, but wait, what about Janine? Yeah, I mean, I'm... 
I got. I definitely got to be connected with a character yeah. too, at least yeah. for me to be on board. Because like with Game of Thrones, it was a slow start, but there was a couple characters that just you know shined, yeah. and I was like, wow, like mm-hmm. interesting. And then before you know it, I was invested in all these characters mm-hmm. that I didn't think I would actually learn the name. Yeah. So it's yeah. similar uh, to that. I think. It, I mean, it's. I think it's a great concept. I think uh, just the whole dystopian future. That's crazy, man. It's real. Yeah. It, it adds fear and like genuine. The scariest mm-hmm. part is that it's based on a book that was written in the eighties, and it's still mm-hmm. so relevant. Yeah, it's it's a good show. It's worthy of all the Emmy nominations that it's won and it's being yeah, I've seen nominated. Buzz around it for a while, yeah. so it's it's if you like television and you like well crafted TV shows, like mm-hmm. th- you this have to watch the show. Right yeah, it's lit. Anything else you guys wanted to go over? Is that that's pretty much it, right? Did you have any other topics, Tyler? Since you had to be excluded from the last one. No. Okay. <laughs> I have something. Um, I mean, really quick. I mean, yeah. just, I've been listening a lot to the new Chance the Rapper singles that he dropped. I haven't gone around to listen. I haven't. I didn't know he dropped. I mean, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, like ten years and you know his older mixtapes and all that, I think you'd like enjoy these songs. Um, oh, cool. I think it's a grand slam. Each song holds their own weight, and yeah, it's great lyrically and entertaining. And I think uh, I'm gonna be excited for what he's working on next. But cool. that's pretty much it. Because you guys talked about Childish Gambino last week. So. Yeah. Chance the Rapper just released, you know, four Has tracks. Has he announced wow. any, like, album coming out? Or Not yet. Just, like, I think he's hey. working on something. But it's just funny because one of you guys mentioned last week um, that, like, oh, like, I like when, you know, artists, like, they're working on yeah. a project and they have these excess of songs and they just yeah. drop it. Like, I wish I more would do that. Well, Chance the Rapper did it with four new hits. Okay. Yeah. So we'll, we'll I think be... I said something to the effect of yeah. And let me we'll... just, I'm not going to play the song, but I want to show you because he came out with individual album covers for each song, too, that follows a certain theme. Oh, that's cool. But one of them... Uh, I mean, I'll, you know, if you want, like, I mean, if, I'll, we'll pass it around real quick. But just right off the bat, you know what that is. You can nod your head yes if you know what that is. All right, so it's like an abstract like art piece on. Uh, is that the Arnold? No, 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 close. Arthur. Arthur. It's yeah. Arthur. Oh, oh, Arthur Fist. It's the yeah. Arthur Fist. <laughs> That's hilarious. I don't know why. I, I wanted to say, hey Arnold. Oh my yeah. god, are they all like that? Well, it's Arthur I Fist. looked at the other ones, but I couldn't tell if there was like, <laughs> like that. The song's called "I Might Need Security." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, like, there's some of them like I just don't know what they are, you know. So uh, that's I, cool. But that was the one that was clear as day. Like that's the Arthur meme. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. But anyways, that's yeah, really great songs. Funny. Definitely worth listening to. Very vibrant, very colorful, you know. And um, yeah, like I said, I mean, just he has okay. a lot to say, and I, I love this guy. So I'll listen much. to these today. I'm really. The They're all like them. really good. Like I was very impressed. So. so I'm sure we'll check it out and talk about it next week. Yeah. yeah. Give our oh, thoughts on it. Um, I thought of something I wanted to talk about, but not. I, well, not talk about. I wanted to go see "Won't You Be My Neighbor," the Mr. Rogers documentary. I cried from the first scene till the credits. Five <laughs> minutes of the movie. So yes. Until <laughs> much the, I cried during oh, dude, literally so the entire bad. movie. It's a really great movie. <laughs> um, I highly recommend checking it out. Even if you didn't really, uh, even if you didn't watch a show if you were yeah, a kid, I, I definitely watch watched a show when I was a kid. So I kind of, you know, I. You, you have know. like. He's like the, the Bob sentimental. Ross of children's shows, you know? Yeah. So. But like, even if you didn't watch it, you can really, like, um, you know, approach it from, like, uh, you know, somebody that didn't watch it and, like, appreciate, like, Really, he 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 did a lot for like television, for children's television, and for like uh, just the person he was too. I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but he's accepting an award. It must have been an Emmy or something like that. Uh, but he's at an award ceremony, really really big award ceremony, and he just gets on stage and he's just the oh my god, like his character, like it gleams through his actual personality. Yeah. And he did this thing where he's like, you know, I want to take you know, let's take a moment of silence and you know, think about like something that makes you happy or like you know, people that. Mm-hmm. Just think Somebody about someone that helped yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And like, dude, and it's just silent, but and the cameras are showing people yeah. in the audience, and people are tearing up. They and touch I'm, on that. I'm scene. tearing up. Yeah. I'm like, dude, I'm mm-hmm. so like, this guy is 
beautiful. They touch on that same uh, speech in the movie. Yeah. And they kind of like do interviews with people and like mm-hmm. like who they talked about during that speech or who yeah. they thought about. So yeah, you know, I um, I just I don't I don't really want to you know go to into it since I'm the only one that's seen it. But it's a um, it's a really good movie. It's a really um, good for I, I think especially today when it's like easy easy to kind of like overlook. I think like the goodness and people and stuff. Yeah. So it's a uh, it's. I, I think it's a really good movie. It's probably actually one of my favorites of the year, if not my cool. favorite of the year. So um, um, it's a must-watch for me. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it's you know it's um, just given like the emotional nature of the movie. Like mm-hmm. I, I remember I left and I just didn't say anything. For me. <laughs> it, was, it was I was just like floored by like how many different emotions you go through over the course of the documentary. It's it's yeah. it's it's a trip, man, but in a good way. So um, what would you rate it? Ten out of ten. Of wow. ten car- cardigans. 10 cardigans out of 10 cardigans. 10 neighbors out of 10 neighbors. 10, 10 yeah. It's absolutely. I would one. I would uh, confidently rate that a 10 out of 10. Right. Cool. Nice. It was a really good really good documentary. Cool. Cool. That'll, cool, cool, cool. that'll probably do it for this episode, episode mm. 155. Yeah, by the way, I won. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. You won. No way. I'm proud, dude. Hey. We're, we're all out of chess and we're all out of talk. So we're going to end this episode. Hey. <laughs> we came here to do two things. And we did it. We did them both. Make sure you go to our website, chesstalk.podbean.com. Uh, we have a Twitter, chess underscore talk. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, Eddie? Um, Bandcamp? I mean, yeah, go listen to it. I have music out, so if you want to listen to it, um, eddiefelix.bandcamp.com, eddiefelixmusic.com, facebook.com slash eddiefelixmusic. So, yeah, it's all over there. EDI, by the way. That'll be it. See you guys next week. Maybe. A question mark? <laughs>